and welcome back to Hey I Tried Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFPod. Follow us on Facebook. That is Facebook.com slash HEFPod. Also, you can always drop us an email. Hey, I'm Trent Frankfurt at gmail.com, which from time to time people do, including people in Ireland asking us about uh, the next upcoming episode of Hey, I'm Trent Frankfurt. And of course, you can always message us via Facebook as well as other people have done very, very recently. Nathan in St. Louis has joined me. Nathan, it's been so long. It's been a long summer. It's hot as it was hot as hell, but I think we got through it. Yeah, it's uh, been quite nice recently, so I'm just uh, cooling down as the Bundesliga heats up. Exactly, exactly. we got the Bundesliga coming up in a week and a half's time. We have, of course, the opener to the German calendar. Well, I guess technically the second division, third division and such have already begun. Two matches in for the, the Zweite Liga in the Dritte Liga. And uh, for Bundesliga clubs, it doesn't start until the week before the league when we have the Debe Pokal coming on. But, yeah. Nathan, we've had some some fire going on in the Eintracht world. We have had, and some people are wondering what we may be referring to. Of course, it is the transfer market because it is ongoing. It's <laughs> bumping. It's grinding. It's kind of crazy. There's some done deals uh, since the last time that we spoke, and quite a lot that's been going on in the most recent weeks. So mm-hmm. let's get to the most recent of recent news. Ali Akman is going on loan to the second division of Holland uh, in EC Namagan. Uh, over there. Uh, I actually thought that they were in <laughs> Air Club. I nearly said it there, but they're actually in the second division. Erste mm. Diverse. Uh, if someone from uh, the Netherlands cares to correct my pronunciation, I would be more than happy to be corrected. But Alan Hockman, look, we've seen some bright stuff from him. But for me, it's get him minutes, get him a little bit more underneath his legs. And I think a year of him kind of killing it there in the same way that Daichi Kamana benefited from going on loan for an entire year to Belgium. Mm-hmm. It's only going to help him uh, in his professional development. Yeah, same with um, same with Jovelic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we you expect this with a, a youth to come in, especially at his age. Come in, he did he did make some showings during the friendlies, so I'll give him that. But he's much too young. Much like I said, like we were chatting and joking. I think he's still got a lot of baby fat, so I think he's got to get a little get a little leaner, hit the weights. Um, and, and learn a few, a few things about European soccer on this side, on the Western side, and um, he'll be ready to go. But, yeah, a few years. He's a little green. Needs to go somewhere. Uh, it's it kind I of a shame. To, agree with that. It's kind of a shame, though, because, like, I don't know. We see all this youth coming in, very, very high-profile youths, and I kind of want them to stay and get minutes with the club and just, you know, fall fall harder for the club every every minute that they're here. But... Yeah, sometimes they just got to go. I totally agree. Um, I do think that uh, Glasner has come, kind of figured out who he believes will be able to put 
in lots of minutes for the first the first team. And I mm-hmm. think he would have been on the outside looking in and had no problem with letting him go out on loan. And look, if he just tears it up, guess what? We're going to have a great player coming back to us. Yeah. Uh, another player who did that and has left us. Actually, there are two. <laughs> Which one do you want to go to first? The one who's Ugh. technically it's not... <coughs> Not officially yet, or do you want to go with a low knee? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's go with the low, low knee. Yeah, so Rodrigo Zalazar. We thought that he, after his really good loan at St. Pauli, was going uh, to be joining the Eintracht and pulling up trees. Uh, apparently, they thought, you know, he's just not there yet. And instead of running on the bench or just not seeing a lot of playing time, he's off to Gelsenkirchen. Um, now, I mean, there's a chance that, you know, if Schalke gets promoted, that they may want to keep him. So uh, I'd rather that not happen. I'd rather us kind of more benefit in the long term. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, maybe Schalke really liked him as a player. They get promoted and we're able to iron out a deal where, hey, guess what? This is a loan for your first year back in the Bundesliga and it's a loan to buy, you know, at a pretty good fee, something that will basically make Schalke <coughs> realize that they either had to go all in or not with the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the what I, what I have seen and read is that it is not contingent on whether or not they get promoted, that they can just buy him regardless of their position in the Bundesliga system. It's a bummer, man, because, yeah, like you said, he was... He, he came in young, just like um, Akman has, and uh, immediately loaned out. Uh, I can't remember where he went first, and then he went to St. Pauli second. Um, but yeah, he was somewhere in Poland. Yeah, I remember. yeah, I think you're right. Um, but he but was making was all sorts of waves in St. Pauli. Like all, he's scoring, oh, yeah. scoring all these goals, doing these magical assists. Um, all in, you know, that I don't know, St. Pauli, to some degree, vibes with a lot of what Frankfurt has in their culture. So it just felt like he was, you know, coming, riding high, and he was going to make this team. And what I saw on the friendlies, too, he he looked really strong. There's a lot of of good things there. His passing was really good and really crisp. But uh, Glossner had said yesterday that um, that the way he kind of saw Salazar – um, not fitting was that he was still just a little too wild in a lot of the ways that um, wouldn't work with uh, Glossner's system right now. So it's kind of a bummer. I do think he's ready for Bundesliga. I just don't think it's Glossner's system right now where he is in his development, that where he works and fits as a puzzle piece. Um, so it's kind of a bummer that he's going down to Schalke. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of a what? bummer that they have a purchase option, but... I, I don't know. I'm ho- I hope for the best for him. I don't want him to fail or anything and to come back under those terms. So uh, Fair. I, I just hope, you know, it's one of those situations, one of those players that I immediately think of and I'm like, man, I hope that don't, that doesn't bite us in the butt. <laughs> I mean, I do think that the only way that Chaka will be buying him is if they get promoted. I honestly think that the yeah. way that money is, that <laughs> I just don't think that they can do it. I mean, look, 
uh, I think Bremen's in the same situation in the second division. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it, it, we're only two matches into the season. Things can change, but I watched that first match against uh, Hamburg and Schalke, and boy, if you had just watched the first half, you would have thought that Schalke was going to light the world oh, on fire. That stadium then, was on fire. It was a, it was a really good <laughs> like kind of vibe to it, really. Yeah, and credit to them. They ended yeah. up uh, winning the second match, but the thing was, Hamburg came from behind and did that, and that was quite impressive. But anywho, we're yeah. supposed to be talking about the Eintracht. <laughs> Let's. He went, came from uh, Wolfsburger uh, in Austria after a great spell on loan there. Mm-hmm. And now he looks like he's going to be joining one of the big clubs in the United States, LA Galaxy. He's flying out there. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't know if he fits it. it at Frankfurt, but there's something about him going directly to the MLS at his stage in his development at his age mm-hmm. that just, oh man, it irks me. I, I just hope that he doesn't top out uh, prematurely as a result. Uh, you, and y'all can criticize me for that. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm completely accurate in my viewpoints of the M- MLS and how it works within the larger global soccer system, but Man, I, I, I do hope he sets the MLS on fire. I hope he runs the league ragged. Um, I do think that he can. I think that what he showed in the Austrian Bundesliga, I think the if he can adjust to the fact that when, with all the traveling that you do in MLS, that that can sometimes just throw that meet, that causes guys specifically who've been playing in Europe. That is the biggest culture shock that there is. And if he's able to deal with that, then I think he can really tear up some trees in MLS. And, <laughs> you know, maybe he then earns himself a move back to Europe after a couple of years in the L.A. Sun, though. To be fair, uh, if he really earns himself a nice uh, big bumper contract out of it, it'll be hard, to, really hard to tear him away from the galaxy, just saying. Yeah. From his own like personal development, it, at a certain point, it just becomes really hard to get guys out of Major League Soccer unless you're in uh, a smaller market and you have not been re or you haven't been re-signed to that big big deal. I will right. use uh, my own uh, hometown club, Sporting Kansas City, who have uh, Gianluca Busio, mm-hmm. who is seen as that next major talent that the United States is touting. Now, granted, he also has things to have Italian passports. So in terms of making his move, it really helps out. And he's making his move to uh, Venezia yeah. of uh, uh, Serie the newly promoted team in Serie A. So with a guy like that who hadn't been signed yet to a big deal, it was like, hey, you either sign your, you can sign that big major league soccer ticket where you're going to be earning close to a million bucks, or you make the move. It's kind of that either or. Make the and, move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think no, I think that the problem is that uh, uh, Kansas City is not Los Angeles. 
No, it's not Venice either. <laughs> it's not Venice either. There is a Venice beach. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Okay, I think we need to get to some uh, rumors of movement. Um, I did see one about Zuber, but we'll just kind of go away from that. Uh, the big move that we all were feared about would Costage that seems mm-hmm. to be hit, uh, done in just absolute buried and God, I'd love him to stay at Eintracht for the rest of his career. And let's be real, he he's got the midfield uh, down. He's on really good wages. I mean, it's hard for him to go anywhere right now for much more money because of the economic issues that are plaguing everyone. Yeah, in all over Europe. So I think perhaps we got him for another year and. Well, we'll see what uh, uh, the summer transfer window of 2022 is like. But it looks like he's going to be staying. Someone who still looks like they're going is uh, Eunice. Um, He doesn't like the fact that he's on pretty small salary. He's a little money hungry. I think he realizes that he's got a very finite amount of time left as a player able to earn top wages and him not having his deal made complete from Napoli, I think he very much is of the mindset that, hey, you're not going to pay me uh, what I think I'm worth because of COVID. And it's a, let's just find me somewhere. Yeah. It's a mess of a situation. I can understand wanting to get what you're valued at. But, you know, you find yourself in a in a pandemic uh, fishing for offers from places that are notorious for buying talent to let it, you know, for, for just like almost like a circus type mentality. I, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there it was originally rumored that he was like uh, in talks with Dubai and now it's uh, Saudi Arabia. That's that's the uh, suitor. But they're, you know, it, those guys I, can pay. Yeah, they and they should and they must. So I think that's why we haven't seen any uh, real movement, um, because I'm sure they're trying to hammer out that number in between somewhere. Because um, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's very happy here. Um, and so you're thinking that we're gonna pull the trigger on the buy clause just to kind of flip him for more money? Yeah, that's uh, that's what the that's what the folks are saying. Yeah, it. I mean, we, we really don't have a choice. With, uh, Real Madrid did that to us with Mascarell, remember? I guess that's he true. He was on what, like a million, two million, and they sold him to Schalke for like 10. Yeah. Maybe it was more than that. I, I, maybe I'm, I've got my numbers wrong, but I remember it was for a very small fee, and we were like, you sons of... Yeah. You know what? You got to use those contracts in the way they're written to your advantage as much as you can. Uh, that that really that really worked out for Schalke. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can I can attest to the 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 current soccer that we're in. Um, there was a player at my own club, uh, local club, Sporting Kansas City, uh, Hungarian international Christian Namath. He pulled oh, yeah. trees in 2015, and they had a very fat offer of doubling his salary. And yet he got an offer to him to play, gosh, I think that the club was in uh, Qatar. And 
they were willing to pay him four times the amount. Yep. And he just said, look, I really love it here. This is all <laughs> comfort and everything, but that can set me up for life. Yep. And it, sometimes you got to make – it's like, hey, look, if you don't foresee yourself being this glamorous superstar of the world – being able to take care of yourselves on the next generation ain't such a bad deal yeah. to set yourself up with. Totally understand that. And then Nameth came back, right? Yeah, <laughs> then he came back, and then he uh, left again. Oh, God, I can't even remember where the hell he went. Uh, I think it was, like, back to Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if memory serves, yeah, he came back to Major League Soccer uh, for New England and Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guy, I don't even think he's got a job anymore. Yeah, I don't anyway, think so either. <laughs> this kind of shows you how fast the soccer world can move. Um, that kind of wraps up the rumors of outgoing. Uh, the big rumors of incoming uh, Jens Pitahag. That does seem like it's gonna. That does seem like it has wheels, and mm-hmm. I think uh, that Eunice leaving that he is that that helps fund. The Peter Hogg move uh, from Milan. Now it's yet to be decided whether that's a buy or loan with a buy requirement. Yeah, you know, it's all it, about kind of balancing the books. Yeah, it sounds it sounds as though, and by the time we probably publish this, this will be public. Um, it sounds as if it's a done deal and it's a loan with an option to buy. Um, but yeah, that that could change up until they they sign it. So we'll see. I mean, that, that's perfect because it's it's telling you that Croatia is looking forward beyond a future with Kostic, and <laughs> that's what we have to be doing. <laughs> this is the reality. He could be gone in winter. We don't know. Um. Uh. So yeah, this is a great young guy ready to fill those shoes. Obviously, has made a lot of uh, noise there in the year that he's been in Milan. Um, a certain Ante Rebic has gotten in the way of him getting a lot of play time, which is uh, which is interesting and funny in its own right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, since he's had a lot of issues uh, at yeah. Milan too, which is why that they finished where they finished, as opposed to you know competing with their uh, inner city uh, rivals right. for the Serie A title. That's why they've kind of they drastically fell off at the end. And nearly missed out on the Champions League altogether. Yeah, they saving themselves on the last day. They uh they went to the semis of the Europe, right? Uh, I think they were in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Oh, and they sense. got kind of mauled. Uh, yeah, and know Inter Milan was not playing in Europe um, during the knockout phase time, which actually worked out great for those guys because they could just focus on the league, and yeah. it gave a Milan the it ended the dominance of Juventus, nearly a decade's worth of dominance of the Turin-based club <laughs> over everyone in uh, the rest of the soccer world. Uh, yeah, I'm showing off my soccer knowledge just a tiny <laughs> bit. Nathan, you need to reel me in just a little bit when I start getting too big for my head. I'm just getting caught in your gravity well, man. <laughs> uh, there is another player who is rumored to be joined the Eintracht Vinicius Nathan what more information do we have on this guy because I've, I've only seen one link so far and uh, I keep on wondering I'm like does everyone think that we just are a watch with money 
Well, I mean, apparently, uh, I I still think that his his arrival would be tied with an exit of Costage. So I don't really know if that'll mm-hmm. that'll turn up, but it kind of it keeps heating up more every day. So who knows what mm-hmm. who knows what could happen? I mean, he he was in Tottenham last year, right? If I believe yeah, so. I thought he was with Ben. Maybe he was with Ben. I thought he was with Ben Fika. Uh, but yeah, he was at Tottenham, loaned to Tottenham yeah. from Benfica, and Tottenham has not decided to go ahead and buy him because they want to try and hold on to their okay. uh, club captain as opposed to uh, really kind of do much more than that. Which I mean, uh, I anyone who wants to go ahead and try and buy a twenty-eight-year-old. Uh, English striker is already on wages that <laughs> massively dwarf the top five Eintracht guys combined. Right. Anyone who wants to spend that salary and then 150 some odd million has got to screw loose. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently he he uh, he did pretty well in in that injury uh, vacuum that he filled there in Tottenham. Um, everyone thinks he's a, he's the kind of striker that, that, uh, would be, uh, Gloucester's go-to, um, is kind of the taller striker that can be sought out, um, for aerial attacks and stuff like that. But Bore doesn't really fit that exactly. So that what everyone's saying is that he would be number two to a Vinicius type role, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We have so many, we have so much depth and so much talent, and so many people that can play um, alternative roles. It's going to be interesting to see how we line up from week to week, and from uh, tournament yeah. to tournament. Well, still think we need defensive help. <laughs> I do. Still I, haven't. I, I, I'm I, I'm less convinced of that more of late, but it might just be the uh, the the rosy tint of what the. Bundesliga is just around the corner and I'm so optimistic for each of the tournaments that we're in um, that, you know, I'm not seeing those things right now, but obviously we could use another center back, maybe another defensive midfielder, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't really like that because I think that it's, it's a lot of, we don't know what is next. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just don't know what is next. I mean, shoot, we don't even have a freaking clue. In the fun- we don't even have the funniest idea of who's going to be joining us in the Europa League, mostly because <laughs> uh, as we record, only a couple matches, only, no, excuse me, only one match has been played in the Europa League because it's been qualifying for the Champions League and for those tiny, tiny countries, those guys drop into the Europa Conference. And so only now have we gotten teams that are actually about to kick a ball um, in terms of qualifying for the Europa League. So, and uh, based on uh, their kind of past performance in uh, recent years in the Europa League, I mean, right now we're either, uh, as things stand, we're either going to finish in pot one or pot two when it comes to the draw that will be held on the 27th. So, that's a that's a bit of a safety net, man. I knowing that you could be 
in part one or part two when it comes to the actual draw, because if you recall back to when we went to the group stage after winning the Pokal, like, if it wasn't for that Europa League run that we had, like, three seasons prior, like, we we would have been bottom-of-the-barrel kind of team first time back in ages with nothing really kind of propping ourselves up. But now we can set ourselves up with a good spot in the group phase. And there's just so many things that are interchanging. Ugh. No. <laughs> it's a lot to keep track on. It sure is. A lot to keep track on. But, I mean, uh, I mean, let's, let's be frank. Uh, you know, we, we've been linked with uh, some players and we've also been linked with, you know, FIFA issues. Oh, who, which club was that uh, that was uh, uh, getting onto us? Uh, oh, I don't. For, they were calling us. They said that we were. They said that we were tapping up their player. I'm a nonce. There we go. That was the club that I was oh. looking for. Yeah. Uh, if you remember back, uh, there's a striker that we're also kind of interested in. Uh, Randall Koluma Mountie, right? Uh, who is uh over there, and he apparently is a bona fide A grade star and will not sign a contract extension. And the club is saying, Oi, you're messing around with our guy, stay the F away. Well, I kind of shrugged my shoulders at this point, so. <laughs> We've had people, any people, mess around with our players, and you know, yeah, we don't have everything go through at the end. It's it's a it's a, it's a tricky it's a tricky world. Super tricky. Uh, football transfers. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of political chess going on that that I'd probably rather not care to know. <laughs> and that I can totally agree on. Totally agree on. Okay, so we talked a lot about. Players that are coming in, players that are going, and rumored players as well. Nathan, let's talk a little bit about something that we do know that's happened. Eintracht in their uh, most recent friendly. So, I mean, oh, you yeah. can only take so much stock of it, but uh, looking at the most recent uh, pair, so the, specifically just the two against the league uh, level teams. So, two, th- uh, 3-2 loss to Strasbourg. That was ugly. Uh, that that second half was just kind of mm-hmm. rough. But then again, you had a lot of guys who uh, are first team members who are just getting back from their uh, yeah. from their breaks. So it was a lot of getting those guys back to fitness. Uh, I saw that as more of a learning match. And then mm-hmm. we had the stadium uh, experts learn how to deal with fans back as the Eintracht defeated St. Etienne uh, 2-1 at the Deutsche Bank Park. Uh, both goals being scored by the two new guys, Bore and Linz. Um, what did you what did you draw from the uh, two friendlies against the two friend sides? Um, so a, a couple things. Uh, first and foremost, I think we just got a good look at you know, Blanco, Akman, <laughs> Jovelic, Salazar, um, which, you know, I, for the guys that left, I still think I, I, I still have a positive, like, opt, I have an optimism for their futures. They're, they're really good footballers, and I hope, hope that they're successful. So I, I did, like, the, of the two that remain, 
well, there's a few, but uh, um, Irure, um, he he looked okay. I I, I like seeing um, a, a kid like that come up and and kind of show, put in a lot of minutes and show up. Um, obviously, he's pretty young, green, skinny. He's a beanpole, um, so obviously not going to start. Probably uh, going to sit a lot, but. Um, Good to see him. Good to see uh, Akman and Blanco really kind of show why they're here. Um, Blanco specifically, I saw a lot of like that number ten sort of uh, you know vibes from him, where he's going to serve a lot of balls um, and do some really creative uh, passing. Um, it's good to see. So, but then like I turn and flip, see as we progressed, you know. Scores are kind of meaningless in this. I just I saw a lot more like cohesion in a system of attack and cross and, and counters of Gloucester's system kind of gelling a little bit with three in the back. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting and and then and then the ca- capital off. Bore signs with us comes in in his first match and he's just all energy. He's just a friggin' piston out there. He's I don't know. He was everywhere and it immediately gets some impact. And, and I think it was a pe- penalty that he scored, but no, he, he had the header or no, wait, Lenz had the uh, assist that came off of Bore initially um, had the goal there. So yeah, it was just good to see like that system starting to work, see the, the new guys kind of click into their places where they might, you know, Bore might be on the right, but you know, we're going to see him as a striker too, perhaps most likely. Um, so um, it just gave me a lot of optimism for the season where I have had a lot of trepidation where it didn't feel like we were making a lot of moves, but suddenly we have this team that feels like it's got some depth to it. So um gave me optimism. What about you? I am still a little kind of wait and see. I really am putting everything down to this uh I really wish that we had a Reginald League aside. Because <laughs> 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 then at least then we'd have a better chance of bailing our asses out if we shit the bed in the first half. <laughs> oh, well. Um, look, I, can't, I saw a lot of cohesiveness in the squad that was against St. Etienne that wasn't against Strasbourg. Uh-huh. It's giving me belief that the team will do good. Now, how good? Well, uh, that remains to be seen. But... I got the optimism there. Nathan, guess what a time it is. Oh, no. <laughs> that time, huh? It's time, to, it's time to preview our first match of the season, our first competitive match. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. I'm ready to <laughs> find, an, uh, 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 find a place to watch ESPN3. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll throw that over to you. But <laughs> yes, so Eintracht Frankfurt versus Wald of Mannheim. Uh, people will remember that two seasons ago, uh, they were the team that we faced in the first round of the Pokal when we made our run to the semifinal. Of course, it was interrupted thanks to COVID, yeah, which is uh, not done, but uh, we'll try to keep our, uh, keep our bits about COVID to the end. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this 
uh, time slot is being broadcast by ESPN in the United States. Uh, ESPN Play Caribbean is there. Uh, Sky Sports in Austria, in Germany, Switzerland. I mean, we're getting most of the world kind of covered thanks to uh, this coverage. So yeah. we're going to be having this this Sunday, Sunday the 8th. And uh, yeah, we're the early kickoff. So that is uh, 08.30, our time here in the United States. And uh, yeah, Nathan, this team, Mannheim, you know, was a real tricky customer when we played them two seasons ago. They uh-huh. haven't exactly turned the world afire in the meantime. So here we are facing off against a team that has so far in their two competitive matches that they played lost 2-0 to Magdeburg, a team that I think should be uh, getting promotion from the third division or at least pushing for it, and a 1-1 draw with Borussia Dortmund spy. Mm. You know, if you're not really able to take it to <laughs> a team like Dortmund, what are you doing? <laughs> I really look at this team, and there's a lot of uh, fans. Uh, there are a lot of fans out there that are of both teams. I find uh, those Mannheim, uh, Mannheim teams who have messaged me over the last couple of weeks after we got drawn with them in the Pokal. I was very much starting to be at the mind. No, these are Mannheim fans who were like, oh, yeah, I cheer for Eintracht when I'm not cheering for Mannheim. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know, jog on. Uh, like, if you want to pick one team in Germany, pick the one team. If you want to cheer for Sporting Kansas City and Neil Osborne, you cheer for Mannheim, that's on you. That is totally on you. And I will welcome your cheers for SKC, but I would otherwise tell you to piss off when it comes to the Eintracht. So, now that I've got all that muck out of the way, oh yeah, and they also play in their own, uh, yeah, they're already getting started in the domestic, the bottom cup, the bottom cup. They're already getting started in that. That's kind of, it's kind of crazy how all the teams in the third division had to play in their regionalized uh, uh, cup competitions, which is how they all get through to the Pokal, uh, outside of those who finished in the top four of the third division, who are all then grandfathered slots into the cow itself, so this is a team that uh, we could easily beat. Man, this is not this is not a team that we should be all too worried about. What you have seen and I have seen, this should be enough to to beat them senseless. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna call it, man. I'm gonna call it that this is gonna be a, a Thrashing a three to one thrashing for the Eintracht. I think that Bore is going to get his first competitive goal for the Eintracht, and everyone's going to go bananas. And uh, yeah, sign of good things to come. Yeah, I like your optimism. I think I will share it. Um, although I will say we will get a clean sheet to nothing. Um, oh wow, Bore Oops. and uh, and let's say Kamada. <laughs> oh come on! Oh god. Look, I've left the island. I've left Kamada Island. <laughs> Tried to bring you back. Bump by now. I'm not. I'm not jumping onto that. I'm not doing that. I'm letting everyone else get stuck on that island with Tom Hanks, and I'm leaving you guys in my big container ship, <laughs> hundreds of miles off island shore that you can see in the distance, 
and you can signal me with a flashlight, but <laughs> tell me, but trust me, I am not going to that. <laughs> well, Kamada aside, Kamada aside, I do think, you know, I, I do think we might see more clean sheets this season. Um, so, you know, we can start one off with the Glasner way, Manheim. I think is the clean sheet way. Yep. Yep. That's and uh, I think we're going to, I think we just are not there yet to be able to mm. pull off one, but I can't be proven wrong. So that's the prophecy that I got from uh, <laughs> this, uh, this IPA, uh, Gut IPA from the Defiance Beer Company in Hayes, Kansas. Credit to them. Nice. I'm not doing a f- regular hashtag what are we drinking, but I figured I would give credit where credit is due. Oh, hell yeah. So, Nathan, it's been great having you back on. It's been yeah. great being back on. I mean, shoot, it's been too long. It has been. I mean, granted, you know, I think I've given you enough rubies over the summer when it came to the blues and avalanche. I think I kind of, I think I felt like I crushed your soul there for a while back there. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not that much. Ah. It's all it's but, all good in Avs Blues territory. Oh, oh, music to my ears. Uh, well, kind of, kind of. I wish that they would have a game that's on the weekend because then we can just kick back, watch watch some hockey, watch the yeah. track, win some matches. Uh, well, we'll have to, uh, folks. We'll have to figure out, and uh, we need your help in figuring out where we should take uh, HEF pot on the road. I have put down my marker for going to Madison, Wisconsin, to visit our newfound friends up there in. Uh, the uh, you know in Wisconsin up there uh, was that? that's the state capital in it. Uh, Forward Madison has got a new uh, alliance deal with the Eintracht. Oh, yeah. and, uh, why not visit up there, Nathan? Where what do you feel? Do we do that? Do we do an Oktoberfest? Where are you, at? dude? I mean, I think I think if we go to you know the northern Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin area um, during an October time, Oktoberfest time. You know, there's tons of German immigrants up there that uh, really uh, selling beer and and beer halls. I I'd go to any of that. If, I'd love to go to Madison and go go watch a a match there and uh, and see their facilities with the the Frankfurt people. That'd be great. That's my pick. Indeed, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so we're both in favor of that. If you have a different uh, selection, you can get in contact with us at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt uh, uh, on Gmail. So that's Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com, uh, facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. And of course, at H-E-F pod on Twitter. We are going to have a new competition. So folks, uh, ahead of the Eintracht versus uh, Dortmund match, which is going to kick off our Bundesliga season. We uh, at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt have a little goodie basket to kind of raffle off. So uh, we will have two prize packages. Uh, one is going to be an Eintracht shirt from the previous season, and another is a pairing of an Eintracht hat and scarf. Yeah. So ways that you can. Uh, if awesome. you're interested in getting some free iTrack swag, and we always say that we have competitions every now and then, uh, <laughs> like our, you know, it's an easy thing, you know, uh, like our 
Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. And then, re- and uh, yeah, we'll get in contact with you if you're the winner. We'll go from uh, just like the uh, just like the page, and also uh, like the posting of this ep- this most recent episode of the podcast, and we'll take the, uh, the participants of that, select a winner, and we'll send you off the and either the shirt or the hat and scarf combination, and we'll come up with another one. Uh, yeah. uh, a little bit further down the line, we'll flip a coin to see which one it will be <laughs> off first, and then we'll throw it off again. Uh, you know, a couple weeks down the road, we always get some good stuff. So, Matt, where can we follow you in the social media landscape of the world? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at NAJAKWA, where I talk sometimes, most of the, I don't know, half the time about Frankfurt. <laughs> Half the time about all sorts of other political issues. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFPod. If you haven't yet and you're on Twitter, well, why haven't you? Of course, you can always join us on Discord. That's discord.com slash HEFPod. We throw out the link to our yeah. Discord channel on Twitter and Facebook here, there, and everywhere. We will be sharing that in, over the course of this week. And, uh, yeah, you can always uh, drop us a line on, at heyuntrefrifford at gmail.com. Yeah. So, got plenty of stuff going on. Got Eintracht matches finally coming finally. to us. Yes! Of a new era. <laughs> yes! And we were so bouncing with the Hutter era. And then it, well, then Bayern happened in that first match. But I think the Glasner area will start off a little bit better. It's different because, already. <laughs> yeah. They're not losing to Bayern in a Super Cup and then losing to Ulm in the first match. Yeah. That was a dud. We won't uh, do that. dud if there was. Exactly. Exactly. All Thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of Hey, I Track Frankfurt. This is a podcast that we put together uh, as a labor of love. Uh, it's something that we genuinely care about. So share us with your friends yeah. who enjoy the beautiful game and your fellow Eintracht friends. Hell yeah. Um, this is episode 179, and we have many, many more to come, especially with the European season uh, with the Europa League coming on, it's going to be a great season, I think. Oh, it's going to be uh, great. Even, even if it's bad, guess what? We'll still be there, right there with you. So, <laughs> we've done five fans, four fans, 179, it could be our last. So, thanks for having a listen to us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, I'm